0: No purchase necessary. Void Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Back to the Chris Gordy Show on Sports 1280 New Orleans. Hang on, super, super, hang on. All right, welcome back. Chris Gordy Show, Sports 1280 New Orleans. Rolling on here on a Friday, a football Friday. About 28 hours away from the biggest game of the year in college football. One versus two. Two versus three. One versus one. Depends on what rankings you're looking at. I like, somebody said one versus one. Number one in the AP versus number one in the coaches poll. I like that. And I'm nervous, man. I've been nervous all week about this matchup as an LSU guy. Look, no one ever wins a Tuscaloosa. Four teams have done it in the last 11 years. That's crazy. Maybe LSU can be the fifth. I need uh, I need some help on this one, so I got to bring my man Sean Salisbury from uh, Sports Talk 790 in Houston to uh, help me have a little faith in the Tigers. Sean, what's going on, man?
1: Faith, my man, get off that ledge. It's uh, <laughs> if this is this this is a team filled with more substance than last year, Gordy. You and know, I was at that game, obviously last year, as were you with uh, Alabama, and it was they punched him in the face last year. Alabama did, and. You kind of knew deep down with the passing game that LSU couldn't respond. But this is different. Now, I don't know who's going to win the game. I'm pulling for LSU, and I think LSU can not only win it but go in there and score points. Is This is the first time in a long time that I can remember when you go into Alabama or you're playing this team that even if they get down, Gordy, so let's say they're down 17-3 to or 21-3, to that they can throw themselves back into this with Joe Burrow and the way Joe Brady's calling plays. I, I'll be honest with you. I'm as calm as could be because I actually think the quarterback coming to town is every bit as good as the quarterback you're going to play. I like it, and I think the offenses are both better than the defenses. you keep it close and don't turn it over, I think LSU wins the game. I do, and I think they can go in there, and it's the first time I've had this kind of faith, real faith, in a long time of them to go on the road and beat Alabama.
0: Let's talk a little bit about Tua, because I saw Gary Danielson. He was on uh, SEC radio this morning, and he said, Look, I watched Tua at practice yesterday. He is not 100%. He said, I don't care what Alabama says. He does not have that spring in his step, and it's not natural. He said, he's okay. I'd be playing if I was him, but he's not the Tua that started the season. Uh, How important is this for a left-handed quarterback with the right foot? It's not his plant foot, but... How how I mean this injury if he's not a hundred percent how much can it hamper him because look he might not may not be the fleetest of foot he doesn't run a whole lot but you still got to have you know with your footwork and everything in the pocket I mean that's all
1: important to a quarterback right yes and he's also evasive enough to extend plays here's with a left hand and you're saying right foot he, here's why it does matter even though it's not the back plant foot what it is it's that front foot that when you drive through the throw Gordy and I played. I can remember I had a high ankle sprain playing against Elway when I was at FB, and I played and taped it all up and spatted it up and played well, and we won. But it did make a difference on the pressure you put on the finish. And when you don't – you saw it. Look at Philip Rivers last night in the game. He couldn't follow through on the finish with his front leg because they were in his face, not because of injury in his face. What happened with the ball? Sales Caused a couple of interceptions. So it, regardless of what leg it is, the ability to drive off at a high ankle sprain three weeks – He's not going to be 100%. So the ability to make the quick burst, the ability to put your foot up and down and get like a hitter does, to get it up and down quickly and be in position to load it up and let it rip, he'll make plays. The key is, though, you may be able to be a little bit more aggressive instead of passive-aggressive to worry if you miss on the first one, he can elude you. You may be able to cut it loose a little more and take shots because what's his mind going through? He's a great football player and a great football IQ guy, but in his mind, he's thinking, I know I'm not healthy, so what do you think? i got to get the ball out a little quicker. They're going to probably try to put position where he doesn't have to hold the ball long, so if you can get an immediate interior pressure from the inside where he wants to climb, it can be a problem. So, yes, do not, and, and I'm with Gary 100%, and there's no way that two is 100%, but if you're over 80% in a game like this, you play, you get the whatever meds you need to get yourself through the game, and you deal with it, but No, you're dealing with a guy who's going to have to manage this throughout the game. I like this if you're LSU. Not that he's hurt, but you you can kind of take away one of his dimensions, and that's to extend. Even though he's not a runner, he does know how to extend the play. That will be a hamper for him in this game. If you're Dave Aranda, you,
0: you mentioned, you know obviously, if you know this, do you bring extra pressure? Do you try to blitz him and get after him and make him have to force him to try to move around? Because my only concern with that is, Jerry Judy Henry Ruggs Devonte mm-hmm. Smith, all those guys they run the, those slant patterns better than anybody. And I'm looking at if I only got one DB in coverage and he slips and misses the tackle, then they're off to the races and it's a touchdown. So, in my mind, I'd rather lean towards the extra DBs, keep some some safety help in there over the top. But at the same, you know, the same same realm, like I got to get after two. I can't just let him sit back there and, and pick me apart.
1: Yeah, it's it, Gordy, for me, this is a uh, this is a defensive game that Dave Aranda is going to be I have to be at his best, not just with the way his players play, but how he deploys his people and here's you make a great point. see if you decide to just drop coverage the whole time they're going to hit singles and he's going to be under no duress you wouldn't think you know you think that Alabama could protect against three or four and and give you four yards six yards five yards so that's the slow death, but if you don't hit him and they do that, they keep moving the chains. this ends up twenty to seventeen, and it's much easier on a quarterback that's a veteran and he is to get through his progressions against zone because, well, he understands. that like a rookie. They don't ever get to their third progression. They're impatient. But a veteran says, they're not hitting me. I'll set my feet. No duress at my legs. Bingo. I can spray the ball around. So that is, but you don't want to give up the home run. So singles are like, okay, let me mix that in. But there's also that time when you say, I want to pressure. I want duress. I want the high-tipped ball throw because he can't set his feet. I want to be in his face. I think you've got to do both, and you're right. The biggest problem is you run the list and they've got four Sunday players at wide receiver, that if you run the wrist on a quick slant, that if you guess wrong and they're running the quick game and you blitz and don't get to him, and Judy takes a slant 80 yards for a touchdown, those who've got tendencies will be huge in this football game, and you're going to have to guess right a few times. But I think for me, the propensity, I'm a pressure guy. I like pressure, putting it on him and seeing if the injury will allow him to play through it. But this, you're going to have to be multiple and I would kind of get a feel for the game, but like the old Raiders used to do, come out and take a shot offensively early and see if you can back the defense off. Opposite for Dave Aranda. I'm not so sure I don't want to pressure him early and see what he does, and then see if I can get him worried about pressure, and then drop back and make sure you tackle well. If you're going to zone, you better tackle for three, tackle for three, tackle for three, or incompletion, make him punt, and do that. If you're tackling well, zone works. Dave Aranda's got a big task ahead of him, on how
0: to approach about an 85% to Talking with Sean Salisbury, previewing this LSU-Alabama game tomorrow. Sean, obviously this matchup in recent years has been dominated in the trenches, and and because of that, Alabama has had the one-up. They have absolutely killed it on the defensive line. One, taking away LSU's run game, but two, getting after the quarterback. We, we don't even know what the offensive game plan was last year for Joe Burrow because they couldn't get the, right. the plays off because and Williams was living in the backfield. I look at this defensive line for Alabama. It's still very good. Raekwon Davis is good. Uh, Terrell Lewis is a, is a dynamic pass rusher. He's got six sacks on the year as the, uh, the outside linebacker. But – I do look at this LSU offensive line, and it looks much better. They held up pretty well, all things considered, against Auburn two weeks ago, which you could argue was a better defensive line than Alabama. So in that realm, do you think guys like Austin Deculus, uh, Adrian McGee, Sadiq Charles, do you think these guys can hold up better than they have in recent years as far as protection? And i, I got to think with Joe Brady and Joe Burrow, the attack is going to be high up-tempo, let's go, let's get the next snap off, because if I know Saban, the one thing he cannot stand is not having control, not being able to make substitutions. And if LSU's running up to the line, snapping play after play after play, I know he's going to get frustrated.
1: Yeah, he hates up-tempo offenses. And this is, I fully expect them and change the tempo. I fully expect them to come out and play fast early. I do, and I would. And not only to tire them out and make them use all their people, but to keep them off balance and playing on skates. And there's a couple things that stick out. Yes, they can hold up. Here's the difference. They're two-dimensional. And, and the, the third dimension is the quarterback's tough and can move. They can run the football, they're physical, but they can beat you now. If Joe has to throw it 12 times in a row, he can beat you. They haven't had this element, dude. they just haven't. And then they change it up, which is helping of the offensive line. Get him in a gun, throw the quick game. Get him in a gun RPO. Get him under center, let's run the toss. Get him, drop him. I mean, they, they're, they're so, they're, they're so multiple right now that they're not. Last year, Alabama came town and says, listen, this is you. And I don't mean this disrespectful, but it's kind of a throwback, semi-archaic offense at times, the way they go about it. You stuff them in the mouth and make it third and seven. We can blitz them. If they throw hot, we tackle. They gain five, they punt. But we're still putting hits on the quarterback. This is different. So now they've got to defend the whole field. They've got to defend a quarterback. And don't kid yourself. Nick Saban knows exactly what happened in the Texas game at the beginning of this year, and it was a tell for me. Third and one, Late uh, last drive, third and what, 18 or whatever, it was. you have to throw a deep dig route for a completion. The third and one, old LSU would have gotten the I formation, handed it off, <laughs> and punted or tried to kick a field goal. In that game, they said, we're up, we're winning, screw that. We are going for the throat. Trust me, there was, there was a signal sent, and it's been with me the entire season. This is different. I expect Joe, Joe Brady to say, you know what, I'm not putting a governor on now. We got to this point, if we're going down, we're going down with we, we, with both oars in our hand because we're rowing, yeah, they can hold up. Now, they're going to take some hits. There's going to be adversity in the game. There may be a ball laid on the ground, but for the first time in a while offensively in the passing game, they can overcome it. And I actually think there's a lot of duress on, on Alabama knowing you got a tough, swelter-filled, substance-filled quarterback with a coordinator that matches, meaning a play caller in Joe Brady that matches, I think we're in for one hell of a football game on Saturday, and I'm already pumped up, and I want to start tailgating now, but it's a tad bit premature for me, brother.
0: <laughs> we got a minute left, Sean. Uh, final prediction. I mean, do you think LSU gets it done? The good news is if they lose it, they, they'll still be sitting in a good spot as far as getting into the college football playoff. But, man, for Coach O, you really want to get this monkey off your back, finally beat Alabama, win the, you know, win the SEC West, and go play for a championship yep. in Atlanta.
1: Yeah, but my guy, John Robinson, is an advisor on the staff, my coach at college. Hell, let's go. Little SC, little LSU mix. Here's what's going to happen. And maybe this is wishful <laughs> thinking. I'm I, I obviously pulling for Alabama. Go Tigers. I respect Alabama. This is 34-31. This is live up to the offensive hype. This is final drive. If Alabama has it, LSU's defense comes up big. If LSU has it, Joe Brady, the... The stall continues to rise as he leads him down, whether it's a touchdown or a field goal. I think it's going to live up to everything, and I actually like LSU's offense in this game. LSU wins by three. The winner of this game is going to win the national title. Even if LSU loses, they're still going to the Final Four with their resume, but that's not how they're looking at it. They want to put their foot on the throat. LSU beats Alabama and sent a loud message to the college football world.
0: I love it. The great Sean Salisbury. Sean, thanks so much for the time, man. Really appreciate it, and uh, I hope you're right, man.
1: I'll be texting you during the game tomorrow, brother, telling you, breathe. <laughs> Every day is going to be fine. Appreciate you having me on, my man. I always look forward to it, and I'll talk to you over the weekend.
0: Awesome, brother. Thanks so much. The great Sean Salisbury there joining us to uh, preview the LSU-Alabama game. Love it. Love the predictions. And, uh, you know, i, I got to wonder. I, nobody's. I haven't heard anybody say this, but I wonder how much Joe Brady and Steve Ensminger have went and looked at that Clemson tape from last year of how Clemson attacked Alabama in the SC, in the uh, national championship game. I mean, look, obviously we know what they did defensively. LSU does not have Cleveland Farrell and all those big big monsters on the defensive line, but I wonder how much they looked at that offensive attack because man, they held off that Alabama pass rush and Trevor Lawrence did whatever he wanted. And man, it would be great to see Joe Burrow do that tomorrow in Tuscaloosa. It's Chris Gordy show